Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 93. Today I'm featuring another woman runner who's turning 50 this year. As you'll remember, I decided that this year, 2023, because I turned 50 in May, I want to feature a woman runner monthly who also turns 50 this year. For this month, March, if you're listening in the future, I'm excited to share this month's guest, Sarah Barber, a fellow runner. Sarah and I have known each other through Facebook for three, a little over three years, and I was excited when I had the opportunity to interview her. I think one of the things Sarah and I share, along with Vera and Holly, who were the previous guests, is that turning 50 is really great. You get to reap the benefits of the years that have gone before. So if you're in your 40s or 30s and you are worried about the prospect of turning 50, don't sweat it. It'll just get better. I love how Sarah created a phrase for herself this year, hashtag show up Sarah, which as you'll hear her explain, she uses in various areas of her life to continue to show up and inspire herself. I hope you enjoy this interview with another woman runner who's turning 50 this year. Hey everybody, I am super excited to be here again today. I've got a guest with me, Sarah, Sarah Barber. She's here with me to do one of my monthly sessions this year of women runners who turn 50. So I'm super excited. Sarah and I were just talking about how long we've kind of known each other in the periphery. We've not actually ever met in person. We've met through Train for a Half Marathon, but we decided on, it was 2019, the fall of 2019, we started a conversation in the group about running Big Sur and Sarah had run various legs, various parts of Big Sur already when I first was interested in running the full marathon. So we've kind of decided it must be about three and a half years that we've known each other virtually yeah. through the group. Yeah, time flies. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to turn it over real quick to Sarah here so she can introduce herself to you all. Tell us about you, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me. So my, again, my name is Sarah Barber. I am a supply chain professional as my day job. I am a re textile recycling advocate nights and weekends. And I've been a on and off runner for two main portions of my life. Two I've main portions, is that what you said? Yes. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I'm currently residing in the East Bay of San Francisco area. Originally from Honolulu, lived in various places around the world. I did not know that. Yeah. So at one point I had a joke I was going to 
work my way literally around the world in my travels and working career. It didn't quite, it got halfway and then got boomeranged back over. (laughs) Anyway, here we are landed in Northern California and I really like it here. So it's, it's doing well for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I had no idea you were from Honolulu. Wow. Have you ever run any of the races there? I've been eyeing the Honolulu Marathon. Years and years and years ago, (laughs) we walked the Honolulu Half Marathon, which I believe is in April time frame. Uh And then I had been on a regular basis doing the Honolulu Marathon's 10K. So sounds very strange sentence there. A couple of years ago, they introduced a 10K at the Honolulu Marathon in December. And so mm-hmm. I had been regularly doing that. I used mm-hmm. that. It's the same week as my mom's birthday. So mm-hmm. it was sort of like, okay, go visit Perfect. my mom for a birthday, go run a 10K, yep. go have some fun. And of course, COVID kind of put a damper on that. And then I've missed a couple of years just due to work and travel. So, but that is something I do try to look forward to every year. Yeah, a tradition. Very cool. Okay, so how long have you been a runner? Four and what so I there's two pockets of my life uh-huh. that I was a runner. The first pocket was high school. And on a whim, and I was thinking about this when I was reading through, you know, what am I going to talk about? I don't remember why I joined the cross country team. Like mm. there was no ulterior motive. It wasn't like I needed the credit, needed the exercise. I think a there friend was a hot I, boy or something. No, I think a friend <laughs> I just said. Huh? What's was you join this group? And we did, and it was great. I enjoyed. I enjoyed cross country. Did not join the track after that. I did join the swim team. I think one year after cross country, just to keep it going, kind of deal. But the cross country we did for the sophomore, junior, and senior years of my high school. After that, it just it didn't latch on. It wasn't something that oh, I'm going to go to high school and join the cross country team. No, that that wasn't a thing. And I really didn't pick up running again until post-college or actually well into my professional career. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to the Bay Area in 2015. And that is where I made a decision to seek out a running group and join a running group. And at 6 a.m., in a very dark morning, I met a bunch of strangers with headlamps on, <laughs> and it's it really started my current time frame, this current bucket of time that I identified as a runner. This current commitment to running. And so that was two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh-huh. There was a Saturday option or a loose meeting, and then I also kind of got into the races, and I realized that that shiny metal was a big attraction for me. Yeah. That's one of the things that I always looked forward to. It was also a way for me in my new environment to meet people. Mm. It was low cost, right? Mm-hmm. Just need a pair of running shoes, a headlamp, well, a jacket at some point. Right. And it was doing the races. I got to see a lot of my new area with a purpose. Yeah. The right? whole brancation or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But it was just local. It was like all the, we have races in all of our park systems here, as well as again, the organizations, uh, I think Chinese New Year's having theirs next weekend. So there's trail, there's road, there's this um, benefit, nonprofit organizations, fundraisers. And so it was just a really good way to be able to 
see the area and get to know what happens here and mm-hmm. up until COVID that was we were very regular two days yeah. a week we did some training we had a coach in the group and I remember when it, daylight savings came and I could actually see everybody's faces it was like hi <laughs> well hello I recognize your voice yes <laughs> it's almost like zoom if we actually meet you know you meet the people you've been zooming yeah. with and also was, meet them in person so I this is a great bunch of ladies and even during COVID they we all kind of it kind of fell apart we'd really try to keep it going because we're outdoors we could spread out we could do the whole thing but it it really did take sort of a turn especially with the the ladies who had kids or Mm -hmm. you know their work became very much different to where it was no longer conducive so the group really kind of stretched itself apart and I fell off the radar for quite a bit during that did you stop running during pretty much Maybe after, so what, we went home in 20, so maybe it wasn't until like 21 that it, it really started to, hmm. I, I fell back just because all the outside factors that were impacting my work, my home life, things like that. But I tell you what, this running community, they will not give up on you. Yeah. They, they, I, at least every other week I'd get a text, hey, you want to come on out? Or, hey, we're going to go do this. Let's go for a hike. You know, let's do something. And yeah. I would occasionally be able to get back out or you know meet up at least yeah but they've never we never runners are a special bunch right it's awesome you have a i've noticed in our running community also online that you have i love your hashtag i was just telling her i was going to share it here on the podcast also so sarah has a hashtag that she's using right now show up sarah that i just think is really great so elaborate a little bit on that for us yeah, so, in, in conjunction with your turning 50 and I guess everything you just talked about with your yeah. consistency and whatnot. Right. So perfect segue, because so here we are, we're, we're now free to move about the planet. Yeah. And with me turning 50, I just said, okay, it's, it's time to sort of reset and get back out there. And one of the hardest things to do, especially when it's winter and it's cold and it's wet or people bail on the group, you know, first thing in the morning is showing up. Mm. And so I said, okay, I'm going to work on mindset. And I said, just show up, right? Maybe you show up and you don't go to the run. I've done that many times. Show up to the group. It's pouring down rain. I'm like, everybody hop in the car. Let's go get coffee. <laughs> you know, let's, like, let's do this later. But to get up, get dressed, get in the car, or put get outside and be there where you're supposed to be has really like helped prompt me to do more and be a little bit more consistent in this first couple of months of this new year. And turning 50 just it's you know, it's a milestone year. It felt yep. good. And for those, so put this a little context. I turned 50 on the first, on January 1st. So oh, it was sort of like you already turned 50. Yes. So it's like I turned 50. It's the first day of the year. Like it's the trifecta of New Year's resolutions, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this yeah. was just it was an easy thing to put into play. It wasn't like, okay, you're not going to do this anymore. You must do this again. It was just just show up. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in your mindset. Use that in every day. Show up to work. Show up for your husband. Show up for yourself. And I've been working on that. So that's very, very cool. And that's, I love when we sometimes can, when we can take something we use in one area and let it spill into all other areas of our life. And that you've got this little show up, Sarah, 
word of the year almost I'm yeah. I've been working on expansion for myself this year and then see everything through that lens also like you're saying right and making it impact all areas of your life any other things you do as far as you're you're referencing mindsets anything you do deliberately to kind of work on your mindset really it's for me it's about remembering it so yeah creating a new the, habit the right? post-it note on your computer screen with that hashtag or with that saying mm-hmm. the you know on your car dashboard or mm-hmm. when you're doing your social media putting it out there yeah because I have the, one of those habits that I will totally forget my husband reminds me of this all the time he's like you bought this thing and I was like oh yeah I totally forgot about that but because I put it away out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. moved on to something else mm-hmm. and so why did I choose this hashtag or the saying as my mindset work is because it's very easy to put on everything. And so I keep it in the forefront of mind. It's kind of like that vision board, right? You create and yep. stick on the wall. And right. so. Top of mind. Yeah. And then communicating it to people so they can help keep you accountable. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's awesome. fun. People I've had other Sarah's on you know social media going, I love it. Can I use it too? I'm like, please feel free. Yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is- I yeah. don't have an amount for the other hashtag. Go for it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can shine their light that way. So tell us a little bit of, you told us a little bit about how you started. Tell us about some of your running highlights and mm-hmm. running struggles, maybe. Oh, let me start with struggles. I know you're supposed to start with the positive, but the struggle <laughs> okay. for me is absolutely it's consistency. I have proven time and time again with not just running, but with other forms of activities and hobbies that practice makes you better. And so I know this, I know I need to do it. And yet that's probably the hardest thing is to be consistent, whether it's again, my own mindset, my own, I just don't feel like it today, or it's an outside factor such as work, travel, what have you. Last week I was at a hotel room. Normally when I travel, exercise goes out the window. I'm in a strange place. I don't feel safe outside. It's too dark. It's too cold. It's too hot. You name it. Sure. excuse comes out. And in this case, the area was a little bit not conducive to being outside and running. So I showed up at the gym, at the hotel gym. And I walk in and I see my boss. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's in his zone. So I'm like, all right, let's let him just stay over there. I'm going to go over there. And I did my thing without worrying, without wondering what he was thinking of me doing my little exercise. Good for you. Because probably he was thinking right on. I love it. Or or like he's the kind of guy, he's just in a zone. So he's like not even, probably forgot I was there five minutes later, completely, right? And everybody else, I'm never going to see them again. So Mm -hmm. don't worry if you're using a light kettlebell. They want to judge you in their head, let them go. Let them do it. You you do what you need to do. So those that's the, my struggle is consistency, and I'm with all this. I'm working on. So next week again, I'm traveling. So again, checking out the hotel gym. What's going on? Because apparently Disneyland will not let you run through the park on your own. <laughs> they they forgot okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so some of the highlights, though, again, is running has definitely been my way to meet people and engage with community. It's been such a huge factor in my life those last couple of years, again, with this group that I got into. That group expands into other groups. 
And nobody cares if you're fast, slow, you just do the 5k, you're doing the half, you come in first or whatever. And you yeah. talk mostly in-person groups also, right? That you've yes. been able to yes. engage with communities. Yes. Yep. Then try to do a couple of virtual runs. Not as exciting. <laughs> I love the medals still. I love the causes they're for. And I love supporting mm. our running co- communities and our nonprofits that we exist here and keeping them afloat. So we definitely partake, but it didn't that that camaraderie that you feel when you walk up to 250 people, some brand new runners, some them are there every week. And then of course the the goodies that they always give you at the end yeah. is, is yeah. always just such a treat to do. And you, and you you get there at eight, you're done by noon and everybody has the rest of their day. It's just a great way to kind of start off your weekend. So awesome. the highlights though, I would say there was one point where we were seriously training. Mm-hmm. And I saw the improvement happening, felt it, saw it in the times. I didn't dwell on it. It wasn't like I was pushing myself every day to get there, but it came about. And I was like, okay, I can do it. This is possible. Now you got to find it in you to keep it going if that's maintain what it. you really want. Yeah. Right. And I learned through that, though, while that was great and wonderful, and I still do want to get better and be good at it, the drive for running truly is the people for me. Mm. It's just being out there with people. Community. Yeah. Yeah. So how has being a runner helped shape who you are today? What would you say? You know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think prior to joining a running group and running mm-hmm. I would not have developed the relationships I've had with other women that I have today so it we were so my husband and I have been nomads for quite some time we we've never stopped and stayed in place for more than I would say four years at a time before we moved again and when we were moved we moved countries we moved states we moved oh, wow. cities I mean I wasn't like we moved down the street or just to the neighboring right. you know, we we were like we're, peace out we're out we're going <laughs> and it was always for work so it was never like we just decided we didn't like somewhere anymore it was an opportunity arose we, we said that was a good opportunity and we needed to go there and so we don't have that core friendship that some people have that they grew up in an area and they know mm. these people and having been here now for probably the longest time period and then choosing to engage with an established group I now have found myself wanting that, liking that, needing that. Oh, wanting to grow roots. Grow roots and just have this group of people that you have a common denominator with, that you have a common, and not just because you grew up on the same street, but you actually have a common hobby, a common goal that you strive for. So it's kind of when people say, I found my tribe. That's what I did. Found my tribe. And I do know that if I should ever have to move again, mm-hmm. the kind of tribe that I'm going to go look for again, right? I'm going to first yes. seek out the local neighborhood moms mm-hmm. on the street running group because mm-hmm. I found that while I'm not a mother, that tends to be my tribe as far as from a running perspective. And so it's really changed. So how I've seen what I want my life to be today versus prior and what I want it to be in the future 
Yeah, it sounds like you're seeing things through the lens of being a runner now, right? And choosing yeah. or being intentional that way. Right. And I don't hide it. I don't hide the fact that I love going to races mm-hmm. and I enjoy the camaraderie, the after party, that one of the groups here always ends races with ice cream. Could be the middle of winter, could be the height of summer. There's yeah. always ice cream. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's a local brand. So again, we're supporting a local San Francisco brand and right. a slew of other treats as well, but they're famous for their ice cream sandwiches. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's just become one of those things that that's an incentive. Yeah, let's go, let's go run a half marathon and then have ice cream. And then have ice cream. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Some people have brunch afterwards. But yeah. Awesome. And there's that too, having that post race brunch or lunch with still got your bib on and your running tights and looking like you know, you just ran a half marathon and it's all good. Everybody, nobody cares. And it's it's a lot of fun. We've done overnight trips, you know, a bunch of us will get together yeah. and just drive up the night before, run the race, come back the next day. Nice. So, yeah. Fun. So do you have a race on the calendar right now? The next actually one I've signed up for is, I believe, Big Sur mm. in April. It's the end of yeah. April. So I want to roll 26 or something like that. I want to say it's the 29th, but it's the sun that last Sunday of the month. Hmm. I am signed up on a relay team. And Uh I either have I it's leg two or leg three. So I either have the hill or right after the hill. So So Sarah's run Big Sur multiple times or various legs of or various races within Big Sur because they have a lot of races within the Big Sur race. It's not only the marathon it's also a relay marathon it's a is there there's not a half there's an 11 miler right i remember you were telling me so there's the marathon the 21 miler Mm. the 11 miler the 12k the 5k (laughs) and then there's a marathon relay they're really squeezing all the races out of this one race (laughs) (laughs) then the lovely thing about this event is when you choose to do the different types of or lengths mm-hmm. each one has its own medal so where some races when they do a five ten half and full everybody really gets the same medal and it just has all the different lengths on it right. this one you actually get a different medal per length or event you so choose. the full has a bixby bridge on it, it. More, so yeah the big and it's red versus i believe the 11k is blue or excuse me the 11 miler is blue I mean, actually, we'll say 11 miler, where the marathon right. will say marathon. Yeah. So, so yeah. my kind of goal outside of the marathon was to kind of collect all oh, the different ones. Right. Nice. So I think after this, I, I have. What do you have left that you have not run yet after you do the relay? Pretty much the 21 miler, which okay. is scary for me yeah. <laughs> still. What's the longest you run? A half. A half, longest yeah. distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's usually with training and everything. The other lengths, you know, you kind of kind of go out and knock them out. It's, it's a weekend run, right? Kind of deal. Right. So this weekend coming up, I've been toying with a race in the city. It's a five. It's a five k, but the medal is really cool because it's the Chinese New Year year of the rabbit. Oh, and it's, right. And it's a fundraiser for the local YMCA. Hmm. So I'm toying with that idea this weekend. Yeah. Fun, fun. Do you think you'll do a 21 miler or a full? 
I think it's in the card for you. I, if you want to, you know, a full marathon has never been something on my radar. Mm. It, yeah. The time commitment and the training seems does not seem to fit into my lifestyle as of sure. today. And it's just not been something on my bucket list. No real hard desire. But the half marathon has always been something I'd like to do a little bit more regular. So at most, when we were very active, it was one a year. Yeah. And then, so I had tried to do one next year, next January. I tried to sign up for one. Mm -hmm. It was going to be my, my big hairy goal for the year. Because it was going to be a 10K on Saturday and then a half marathon on Sunday. I remember you talking about that just recently. Yes. And I did not get in. (laughs) So, but it's okay. I will find another one or another big hairy goal. That'll be something else. Yeah. 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 It's funny that you mentioned how the marathon's actually never been the appeal that the half holds more of an an appeal for you. Because back in 2019, I kind of had the same thought I had by then run, I don't know, I think maybe six half marathons or whatnot within a year and a half or something like that. And there was talk in the, in the Facebook group of, you know, people were talking about running full marathons. And I remember just saying, I didn't really have the desire either, unless it was kind of like a bucket list race. And then I don't know how Big Sur was mentioned. Maybe you mentioned it, or maybe you came on after I just kind of mentioned it. I don't remember how it came around or how it came about, but all of a sudden I find myself, well, that would be a pretty cool run. (laughs) I would run that one if I got in. And then I think you told me, well, wait a second, it's a lottery. And I was like, wow. You can't just yeah, you just no. roll up and show up and be like, here, <laughs> here am I. And I happened to get in. I mean, yeah. crazy on the first draw. And then of course, 2020 got, it got 2020 got canceled. 2021, it was canceled also because they shut down the entire foundation because of COVID they couldn't maintain staff on. So then I, since I had already been drawn, I had the option of signing up and getting into the 2022 and I will say that was a bucket list race. And I'm very, very it's, grateful that I did. It's so it gorgeous. It's an awesome race. It um, is so gorgeous. So it really is. And I it could be it would be fun to do some of the other events actually out there and run some of the other races. So how long is a relay part? The relay is broken into four sections. Okay. And so you run six miles. It's about. a little uneven. The I believe um, the first leg is closer to seven okay and it, then it the next one is about six and and then what five and five or something like that so it, it's not an even split and of course one leg two you've got mix the the hill yeah you go which is you get there. the hill but you also get the best views right you've yes. got the bridge you've got yes. the piano player you the got top. the piano over the top if you guys have never checked out big big sir you gotta check it out it is over the top it is a course that is closed off to the public because they you they literally close down the highway and there's a time limit it's it's run on highway one and so there is no people that can come and cheer you on but so what they do instead is by i don't know at what mile they started but but at a certain mile marker they start having all these entertainment stations almost every mile and like Sarah's explaining at the halfway point which is the steepest hill on the course hurricane point 
at the very top, they have an actual piano player sitting there playing a piano. It's fabulous. I mean, you can hear it from almost like a mile away. You hear this this music drifting your way, and you have, of course, Bixby Bridge that you're running over, and you have the, is it called the Tycho Drummers at the bottom of the hill? Yes. It's just phenomenal in, in what they put on for a show. So definitely worth checking out. And and I think some of the distances you don't, it's not a lottery, is it? For Correct. The-, the only, the marathon is a lottery. Okay. Then the rest is what I call you pay to play. There is right. a cap though. They only can allow so many participants per sure. in the event as total, but only the marathon is technically a lottery. And this right. is one of the few events I like we're putting on an advertisement for big yeah but (laughs) we're not sponsored just so you know (laughs) but it is one of the few events that has a way to trade or sell your bib on a official platform in the rare case that you no longer can make Mm, it so let's say you get it injured or there's a whatnot you there's actually an official way to transfer bibs So that there's scalping and you know bandits don't happen. Right. I do wish other platforms would find ways to do this. Case in point, the one that I didn't get into, the event's a year away. Hmm. So, you know, things can come up with people not being right. able to run it. And but yet they have zero way of transferring resale. It's like once you pay for it, it's yours, it's done, hmm. and it's over. So kind of like, okay. Hmm. <laughs> That is interesting. All right. Well, let's pivot into a little bit of the other part of the conversation about turning 50. And by the way, you do not look 50, not that I know what 50 looks like. But <laughs> so I'm curious for you, and I've shared on the podcast for myself, what were your thoughts growing up about turning 50? I mean, you oh. know, we're the same generation. So what were your yeah. thoughts about 50 year olds when you were a kid? I guess I didn't think much of it, to be quite honest. Like, it was just this number that was hope, never going to get there, right? It's eons away. So I'm not even okay. worried about it. <laughs> never thought about my parents' age. I never worried about where they were in life. Kind of feel a little lucky that my mom and dad kept us very engaged in things. So that was just never a, a worry. Hmm. But at the same time, I was thinking about that. Maybe we should have been taught a couple of things more on like the financial and the health aspect. Because I remember specific, I almost remember very specifically when my parents started eating differently. And this is well after my sister and I became adults. And, you know, it it took a little bit later to kind of look back and go, oh, okay, I see what happened. That coincided with something, but that was hindsight. Dad cut out the coffee or at least cut back. The Mediterranean diet kind of flew in. The portions got smaller, mm. but we didn't talk about it. it. They just did it on their own. And meanwhile, my sister and I were left to our own devices. <laughs> it was like, well, maybe you should have said something to us about this. So 50, and but it didn't correlate with any of their birth, at least not that I put together. Right. Not right. 50 was just, wasn't even a thing we worried about. But so here I am turning 50 and about six months prior, I thought, oh, I should throw a big, we should have a party. Let's have a big party. I am not one for big parties. I didn't celebrate my college graduation. My husband and I eloped. We, we don't do parties. And so we didn't do a party. And we just turned 50. And again, it's New Year's Day. So I'm at home 
like any other New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. But being a runner, what do you do on New Year's Day? You generally go out and, and run. run. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing for, or at least I've been doing for the last couple of years. And there's no particular group here that puts on a New Year's Eve and a New Year's Day run. You usually do at least one of them. And that's what we do. So to me, it was just another day. It didn't change necessarily what I thought of myself or it didn't change other than like, okay, let's, let's have a bigger goal. Let's again, that mindset came in. That was yeah, with the whole show up, Sarah, it sounded yeah. like was, mm-hmm. was inspired by that. On a non running side of things, I had pegged this time period sort of to sort of transfer out of corporate America into a little bit more of an entrepreneurial or nonprofit segment of my life. Mm. It did not come to fruition. Again, things changed and the reasons I had made this that mark in my life to do that change, but it's still a goal out there that there will be a point where I transition away from corporate life to more entrepreneurial slash nonprofit life. So I'm going to reset my plan. Uh-huh. And now I have another plan and a, a date in mind of when that transition will happen. So, but that's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to real briefly, if that's all right, touch on that with you, because I think we can pull it into a running conversation or a conversation about running also, but we have goals and we have typically, it's always good to have a kind of a deadline for our goal so that we at least understand we need to take action on them. Like if we have a a run coming up or a race or something like that, or in your case that you knew, you know, this decade you wanted to maybe pivot away from corporate and pivot into some kind of more entrepreneur or something else, Mm -hmm. self-employed. And so when, when it doesn't happen, when that, when that as a deadline rolls around and we haven't, we're not finding ourselves ready for that part yet, or being able to actually act on it yet, I think oftentimes then people end up becoming discouraged and think, well, then that is not going to happen. Whereas I am here and I hear that in what you're saying also, I'm here to encourage everybody to say, don't, don't stress over that. We put a deadline just for the simple fact we want to be able to take action in the here. And now if we have to push the deadline, that's a okay, because really what it's all about is the journey. It is a growth towards that goal rather than the achievement of the goal in a way. Right. So I think it's so important that we keep that top of mind and and you bringing it up in a in another realm of your life just let me to want to expand on this also because the same for running also. Mm-hmm. You know, we might say like for you that you had this dream goal of these two races back to back and a year away something came up you didn't get in, but you can still somewhat have that goal and and still grow mm-hmm. towards that goal, right? Yeah. So, yeah. On that running goal I haven't quite put a stick in the ground saying I was going to do it, but I was like, well, I didn't get it, but I can still sort of plan the training and plan exercise and movement around that as if it was going to happen. Exactly. Now, granted, it's a year away. So one wouldn't necessarily train for something like that, like officially until much closer, but I could break up the year. And so I've got Big Sur coming. Okay. Let's, that's, that's something to train for. Mm -hmm. And then I'll find something else, you know, that, another 12 weeks away and train that for and actually we have it's not a running event but I'm going to have a Sioux Falls in July it's another COVID adventure that has been pushed all these years mm-hmm. they finally opened back up so our dates are set again 
And while the hike isn't necessarily that difficult, it's the activities in the campgrounds that can be very strenuous if you are not of shape. So now we're not, not just talking running shape, we're talking upper body strength, we're talking going up and down ladders, you know, and hiking mm. in some and, and in heat. So I rejoined the local gym. Yeah. So that I can work on the other parts of the strength that is needed. And that can only help me as a runner on top right. of that. So I said, yeah. okay, this is what we're going to do. Again, showing up, show up at the gym door, swimsuit in hand or, you know, whatever it takes. And Very cool. Takes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love it. Let's see. Well, I think we've already chatted about 50 being another birthday mm-hmm. and have you think about what this next part of your life is going to be about? I want to maybe a little bit more on my thoughts of a 50 year old. Mm-hmm. The growing up, yes, if you asked me as a teenager or whatever, what 50 meant, definitely it was thought of old. And you had a certain picture in your mind of what a 50 year old looked like. And I probably would have showed you a picture of my grandmother who was well past 50, but yeah. that's what came to mind. Right. Today, and I think it's with the invention of the internet, social media, the the fact that we can see things and we do tend to tap into those groups that we want to be a part of. So the fitness and wellness groups, and you see that 50 is not old Mm -hmm. and how much women can do at 50. It's just like if they were 25 or 30, really quite honestly, but it, it comes with that consistency and dedication to health and and wellness yep and I and the maturity I think but the I think you're right the consistency and the dedication because it takes time just to build a good foundation also and I think we're really kind of almost at a prime here then you know as we're turning 50 because we've spent yeah if you do the running events this is interesting because you get medals for age groups mm-hmm. this one group they do it in five years so 40 to 45 45 50 50 to 55 and honestly there's a that 30 to 50 or almost 60 as you go up it gets harder those women are fast mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just wait a minute so when i transition so remember they have a race on new year's eve and a race on new year's day so when i went from 49 to 50 i literally went from one running group to the next one. <laughs> not that I ever placed, mind you. Not that I was ever right. placing. But all of a sudden, you started looking at the times for those five Ks and ten Ks, and they're already you're up in it another minute or two. You're like, what? Okay, I'm. Oh, I better up my game, otherwise I'm going to be. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yes, so it, it, it does. It's a fun thing to do. I don't look at it as competition. I'm not a competitive person, but it's really interesting to look at the stats. Spy chain geek and just kind of have fun with like oh man these ladies are these ladies are fast as they get yeah. older so yeah it's uh gotta keep up yeah there you go so maybe a, a pace goal down the line for you oh maybe right now i'd love to be able to do a 10k without a walking break mm. that would be my if i had a goal such as that sure. right sure. now again i'm all about just showing up and being with my ladies and keeping it going very cool. And that's an awesome note to end on. Thank you so much, Sarah. It oh, has been you. a real pleasure chatting with you today. So. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Awesome. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. 
just one run at a time.